This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. One of the latest education trends uh, has parents trying to supplement or replace their children's virtual education this fall. Next up, we're going to take a look at a marketplace that is very helpful for many parents. I use it a lot for my own children called OutSchool, which offers live online classes for kids. I'm thrilled to welcome Amir Nathu, the co-founder and CEO of OutSchool. Amir, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be talking. Well, we are huge fans of OutSchool in our household. Uh, in fact, it was one of the very first sites that we turned to in, in March. But maybe you can, uh, for our listeners out there, you can talk a little bit about uh, what OutSchool is and, and how it works. Absolutely. And first off, you know, it's such a pleasure to um, an honor to be able to help your family and many others during this time. Um, so I'll, I'll give a quick summary of, of OutSchool. So we offer a marketplace of live online classes for kids. And so these are classes that take place in small groups over video chats. So typically, you know, three to 10 kids and a teacher. And they're interacting about subjects that um, the kids are excited to learn. So as well as core subjects in, you know, English and math and science, uh, we give teachers the flexibility in our marketplace to teach the classes that they've always wanted to teach. So they come up with topics like Harry Potter chemistry. We'll learn math through art. We'll learn architecture by playing, uh, by playing Minecraft and, and building buildings. We have learned Spanish by singing Taylor Swift songs in Spanish. So these classes are really creative and engaging for kids. And then you know, during this time when parents face such a challenge of you know, how do I occupy my kids in a way that keeps them in touch with their learning? How can I do that in a way that's engaging so that my kid is actually interacting with others, even with all the restrictions that we currently have? So we've just seen, you know, incredible growth um, in the number of families using our service um, and have had more than 500,000 families uh, take classes with us at, at this point. Um, wow. So we're really grateful to be able to help during this time and especially especially your family. So it's a, it's a pleasure to be talking to you. We, uh, I can attest to the, the creativity and learning. I have uh, two sons who like never want to read and write, and then I signed them up for a Pokemon creative writing <laughs> class on OutSchool, and all of a sudden they were delighted to write because they got to write about, about Pokemon. But So you have some really incredible classes. Um, has anything surprised you, Amir, about what's been popular? Like, did you, did you have any hypotheses going into this pandemic about what people would want and, and what has surprised you? Yeah, you know, I'm surprised every day by the creativity of teachers and, and what proves to be popular. And I think, you know, kids' interests are so varied and um, they change with time and there's new trends constantly emerging. And so, you know, we had a teacher offer a class which was critical thinking skills through Dungeons and Dragons. And it seemed pretty niche, but it very quickly rose up the popularity list. At the same time, you know, we have core classes like, you know, the five paragraph essay, which you know, is a very, very standard um, piece of curriculum that also do very well. So I think, you know, the main surprise is just the range of um, subjects uh, that prove to be popular um, in this model and the fact that it's not just concentrated on the typical core subjects. And I think that speaks to the fact that um, families want uh, the kids to be engaged in learning and as well as learning the core subjects to um, you know, actually develop uh, a broader range of skills and, and perspectives. And um, I think the other thing we've also found surprising 
is the age ranges for which this format of learning works, um, as well as for older kids who uh, maybe already have uh, a, a great familiarity with technology. We have kids as young as three uh, taking these classes. Now, obviously, they need a lot of help from uh, the parents to engage and get started, but it's really surprising about how quickly they can get engaged and, and um, pick up the, the format of learning. And so, you know, we have, you know, kids from ages three to 18 from all over the U.S. and, and all over the world making um, connections and um, having positive learning experiences together, which I think is really exciting because this format of learning um, has the potential to link people and have people connect across uh, divides, across geographical divides, socioeconomic divides. And I think that's so important in, in trying to build empathy in, in today's world when we see so much, you know, conflict and fragmentation. And, and I think when you're in a class um, able to talk live with other people and have a positive uh, experience around that, then that's building empathy for the long term. Absolutely. We're speaking with Amir Nathu, co-founder and CEO of OutSchool. They offer live online classes for kids. Amir, can you talk to us a little bit about how you find teachers? And, and when you do, do you coach them on best practices, on how much to charge for their classes? What, what kind of level of onboarding is there? Absolutely. You know, we find teachers through several mechanisms. A lot come uh, through referral. And we've also been lucky enough to have a, a lot of press around the fact we're trying to bring thousands of teachers on board and um, you know, earnings on, on average per class hour right now are $60 an hour, which is very, very attractive. Um, so we get a lot of referrals and a, a lot of teachers coming in through those channels. And we vet the teachers. So it's not a completely open marketplace. There's a application process um, and we do a background check. And we also um, check that the um, you know, teachers have some experience working with kids and have some um, uh, experience in the subject matter that they're planning to teach. What we don't require is a formal teaching credential. So we have you know, drama teachers and yoga teachers, people who might not typically teach in a normal school context, also offering classes on our school. And so you know, we provide that vetting, but it's also really important that we stay open enough that um, people from a variety of different backgrounds can bring their skills into the marketplace. And that's what allows us to offer the variety of classes. And we have a um, you know, very engaged teacher community who uh, share best practices and, um, and we provide our own um, uh, training uh, because many of the teachers who are coming to us are brand new to teaching online. And um, you know, we've been offering these kind of classes since 2017. So we have a lot of expertise in our team and in our community on how to offer these classes. And in fact, you know, when we saw the prospect of you know, wide-scale um, uh, school closures come uh, upon us very suddenly in March, we span up a program to start offering training for free for teachers who, you know, not even trying to teach through our marketplace, but are, you know, with a school and, and trying to bring their school classes online. Because we felt an obligation to share our expertise in this area. And um, we think we have more expertise with offering these kind of remote classes um, in a small group format than any other U.S.-based organization. So it's been really um, important for us and we felt an obligation uh, to share that expertise with others. 
Absolutely. And I, it, honestly, some of my children's favorite classes on OutSchool have been from kind of non-traditional teachers. There's one woman that they who reads stories. She's, I guess she's like a grandma now, but, and used to be a teacher and she is just so engaging and wonderful with the kids and doing story time. So it is wonderful to give the opportunity to people who maybe, you know, wouldn't be able to take a job as a full-time teacher to, to have that opportunity. Um, I'd love to hear about some of the work you're doing to give back in communities. I saw that you've, you have a financial assistance program. You, uh, launched a foundation recently. Talk to us about that. Yes, we launched outschool.org, which is a, a non-profit program um, to offer financial assistance to families in need to be able to um, take advantage of this kind of learning. Um, this is a, a real um, passion area of mine. Um, you know, one of the uh, challenges with any kind of program that involves out-of-pocket expenditure or increases um, school choice is that there are concerns about access. How are people from um, less privileged backgrounds financially or who don't have access to the right you know, equipment or fast enough internet connection, how are they um, going, to, going to keep up? And I think you know, one of the great uh, things about OutSchool is we have the potential to you know, lower barriers and um, lower divides by connecting people at a very low price point. But typically there is an out-of-pocket expenditure. And so we launched OutSchool.org in order to provide financial assistance for those um, affected by school closures um, uh, who might not otherwise you know, have access to, to our, our classes. And we made an initial um, $1 million commitment to that program. And um, we recently announced um, that we're going to add another $2 million, so a total of $3 million um, uh, that um, OutSchool, the company, has, has donated into that program. And we're very lucky to have um, other major donors have, have come in um, and, uh, and uh, matched those, those, those funds, and, and we're continuously looking for more. In um, the current environment, going back to school, that, that is still very disrupted, we're also expanding the type of program that OutSchool.org offers. So as well as offering financial assistance to families um, to take OutSchool classes, we're now also making grants to community programs and schools who are looking to set up public learning pods. There's been this big trend of you know, learning pods that are being formed by families privately, kind of like homeschool co-ops or micro-schools. And the problem again with that is, is access. Um, but families are driven to it because of the unique demands that the current environment places. And so with OutSchool.org, we're trying to um, help create the, the public and freely available version of those pods for families in need. And, you know, from OutSchool's perspective, we believe that, um, you know, by programs like OutSchool.org existing and um, enabling access, then we can make faster progress to change in education and towards um, personalization and choice, but without compromising on access. Um, wow. That's a little bit about that program. And, and you know, families can, can learn more at OutSchool.org. Um, and we are, you know, taking applications for uh, the grants. Um, so if you have a community center um, or are looking to set up a, a freely available learning pod as a school or as a community group, then, um, then please check out outschool.org. Excellent. Um, Amir, in our final moments, I'm curious just what are, your, what are some of your favorite classes that are on OutSchool that, that people should, should uh, take a look at if they're new to the platform? And where can people reach you to, uh, you just mentioned the foundation, but where can people go to, to sign up? Absolutely. So you can go to outschool.com and it's free to sign up and you can browse the full list of classes. 
you know, asking me how to pick a favorite class. Out of <laughs> I know that's cruel. It's like, cruel. Is asking me like who what my favorite child is like. It's wonderfully creative. You mentioned some already, like the Pokemon biology class. I think is absolutely fabulous. Um, I mentioned some too, like um, the critical thinking skills through Dungeons and Dragons. Um, a couple of other ones I'll call out. We have various different kinds. I think there's multiple pet show and tells which I just think are wonderful kind of storytelling opportunities for kids around their pets and um, are super cute. And um, uh, we also have a fortnight discussion group where the kids keep asking for homework because they really want the teacher to say, give them assignments so that they can tell their parents, hey, I need to do my assignments in Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> but, Brilliant. But the, but the teacher's very good. She, you know, she doesn't set assignments. But, you know, what's great about that class is – it allows kids to have community and to be social and to learn soft skills and presentation skills and use their love of the, um, the game um, and environment of Fortnite um, to, to power that learning. Um, so, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's what's great about the variety of, of our school. So, so that's why I call it out. Um, but there's so many, you know, there's over 50,000 classes and everyone is into different things. So, you know, I'd encourage people to check it out at outschool.com and, and find what resonates for, for you and your family. I love it. Well, I can attest as a happy customer long before I even knew that Amir was coming on this show. Um, Outschool.com is a, is a great resource. Amir Nethu, thank you so much for, uh, you know, bringing, bringing this to families all over. Congrats on the kind of 2000% growth in your company and um, a, a lot of, a lot of happy enriched families because of you. So thanks so much and, and stay safe out there. Thank you, and you too. It's been a pleasure to talk. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.